Thanks for listening to the weekly Overflow Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon. For more information, visit overflowindy.com or visit us on Facebook at Overflow Indy. Well, happy 4th, everybody. I I was just sharing um, at pre-service prayer this morning just how we get to experience freedom in the physical, but um, I feel like there's a deeper invitation for freedom in the spirit. So, um, yeah. Who was here last week um, when Jesse spoke? So hands, yeah. Wasn't that an amazing word, living from the spirit? Um, it was really powerful. And so what I'm excited to go into today is sort of the practicality of what that can look like. And one of the ways that we can live by the Spirit is by cultivating an attitude of gratitude. So I wanted to talk about counting your blessings. So we'll go into that today. Um, but let's just pray and invite the Lord in a deeper way. So God, we just thank you for for who you are and and just what you mean to us as a body, as a family, as individuals. We thank you for your son Jesus. Thank you for Holy Spirit that you would just flow in this room and have your way today, God. We just honor you. We praise you in your precious name. Amen. All right. So, I was I have a lot of Bible verses to throw at you today, so I hope you're ready. And there aren't a lot of little baby toddlers, kids today, so this is good. Now we can like really get into it. So um, I was reading actually about Paul, Apostle Paul, and I just noticed like, wow, he's one of the most thankful people in the Bible. If you look at 1 Corinthians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1 Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians, and even in between, he's, I'm just so amazed by just his letters to the church and his attitude of just thanksgiving, even in trials. And if you're familiar with him, so he used to persecute Christians, and then he had this radical transformation, and he just shifted he shifted. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. But I also, I feel like he had a renewing of the mind take place. Because we can talk about surrendering to the Lord and giving him our hearts. But he really had this renewing of the mind that took place with that. So we'll go into that. Um, if you can, I just want to start with Colossians 3. So if you'd like to turn there. And we're going to go through... 3 through 14. So get ready. Buckle up your seats. All right. And this is an ESV version. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. Of this you have heard before in the word of the truth, the gospel, which has come to you, as indeed in the whole world it is bearing fruit and increasing. Wow. As it also does among you since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth, just as you heard it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant, 
He is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf and has made known to us your love in the Spirit. And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. May you be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Wow, I just think this is so powerful. And this is just one of them, like I mentioned, how he has letters to the churches. And I just think like, wow, do we even, do we even pray and declare this over our church? <laughs> do we do that today for the body of Christ? And so I just, I love the heart of Paul. I love how he invites us, invites us into just an attitude of thanksgiving. And so I mentioned, you know, in um, Corinthians as well, that he's just, what he shares with us, it's so powerful. And so 2 Corinthians 4.15, as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God so that we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentarily for this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. And I just think that's it's so powerful because the Lord just invites us into an awareness of just a renewing of the mind, how your spirit is the one who can be refreshed, be renewed, can lead you body and soul. And as I was reading Wendy Backlund's book, so Steve Backlund's wife, Living from the Unseen, one of my favorite books, um, she, she talks about how she has this encounter with the Lord based on Romans 12 too, the renewing of the mind. And God had said to her, I have your heart, but do I have your mind? And I just feel like that's an invitation for us because, yes, we surrender. We, we are followers of Christ. But then how is our mind leading us? And so I just want to invite us into just into a posture of thanksgiving and counting your blessings. And we'll, we'll go into that. So a little bit about me, and some of you might know, you know, my history, but I used to allow my circumstances to dictate my, my heart posture and my mindset. And something I still work through today, you know, I'm not perfect, but it was definitely more extreme before. So I used to kind of just see what was around me. Okay, we're poor, we don't have a lot. Um, I had, you know, my father left when we were young, and so what I had seen around me was like, okay, I can't really trust men in general. 
growing up in school, I always had friends who would transfer schools, so I just always felt like, wow, people are always leaving me. And then, um, you know, my mom had gambling issues and my father wasn't around, so it was like, I need to be in control of my life. I need to, I need to just grasp things like tightly. And um, whenever I would meet somebody who wouldn't really bring value to me or I just didn't really see any benefit, it was kind of like, oh, I don't really need them in my life. And so this is kind of how I, I operated. But as I started to know the Lord and start, you know, being in the word, that's how you renew your mind it's by the word and by actual having relationship with the Lord I started to change my heart posture I started to change my mindset of how I how I would see things and so I loved what we were um, worshiping on of just how God rewrites your your history and he covers you with destiny and so now when I look back and I think yes we didn't have much then but wow I had such a beautiful family. I have a beautiful family. I have seven brothers and sisters, an amazing mom who's been through a lot of trials, but she's just, she's amazing. And I can see her in that light. And even with, with men, um, I just realized, okay, I may not be able to trust certain people, but I could find that I can trust God always. Like he is the redeemer. He's the one who just makes all things new. And then that opened me up, okay, if I can trust him, then maybe I can trust other people. And then um, I think this is a, a common thing I, I see with the church too, when we recognize, oh wow, people, are, people leave us, um, whether it's in the church or in your families. I just wanna invite us, instead of looking at the lack or, or what isn't there, or maybe someone's not perfect, just look at actually what you do have. Look at who's here. Look at the person next to you. Do that right now. Just look at the person next to you. <laughs> yes, we just acknowledge that because he's good and he puts people in your life for the season that you need to be in. And the control thing, I, it's something I, I still worked, work through to this day, but I've learned to start just holding things with an open hand rather than so tight and just to <laughs> control and to make sure that I'm doing all that I can but knowing that I can surrender to him because he's got me. And I just want to say over you, he's got you as well. In every, every area of your life, you can trust him. And I'm not saying you're not going to have bad days, so um, just know that. But at any moment, you can pause and just count your blessings because that really helps shift your mindset, helps you to live from the spirit. And just the final point that I mentioned about meeting people who might not bring you much value, just knowing God, how he created each person and he wants to invite them into the family as a son and a daughter. And so regardless, we're called to love whoever he puts in front of us, and to serve one another. That's what the family and body is all about. Okay, so going back to Wendy Backland's book, Living from the Unseen, she talks about, I don't think I have the page reference, 
But she gives this analogy about um, the defense and offense. And I'm not a big sports person, but I think we can kind of all get a grasp of it. And so um, she says that every great coach knows that you only win games because you have both a strong defense and a strong offense. When we play an offense, we're, we are in possession of the ball. And this is how we fight our battles. And so I just realized, like, wow, prayer and supplication is our defense. You know, we, we can go after things. We can, we can um, pray earnestly for, for things we want to see, breakthrough we want to experience. But I realized the offense, that's praise and thanksgiving. And I was just, I was just amazed by that. It was like a revelation, like, wow. Because I think sometimes we can be so much on the defense that God is like, yeah, what about, what about the offense? Where, where is that taking place? And so I just want to say, like, that's how we fight our battles, is having a strong defense and an offense. And if you read, read the book of Nehemiah, you'll see that he assigned people to actually give thanks to God. So you can recognize, like, there is an importance in thanksgiving. Like, you can see it in Paul. You can see it in Nehemiah. And so I just, it's an invitation from the Lord. It's how you can enter his gates. It's how you can just be welcomed. Because when I think of in the natural, when you experience a child or a person, when, when they're thankful, I don't know, just something about them where you're just like, wow, like, it's attractive, it's positive, and it, it, it draws you into love. And so I just also realized as well, being thankful, it invites us into joy. And joy is a third of the kingdom. And it's always within reach. Okay, another book I wanted to, to touch on that I've also been a part of. It's, it's called... The Year of Living Happy, which is a funny title, but when we talk about thankfulness and joy, um, that includes happiness, right? Happiness. And so um, I wanted to share something with you that I read as I was going through this. It's like a little devotional. All right, so it says, our happiness and our joy are tied to what we desire most. Our problem with seeking happiness is that we try to find it in things that can't sustain our happiness. But when we desire to find our happiness in God, we access a well of joy that won't run dry. Psalm 37, 4, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. So happiness is placed securely in God and he will be the desire of my heart. And when he's the desire of my heart, my happiness isn't going anywhere. So God designed us to seek happiness in him and to want to have the source of our happiness be him. And it quotes John Piper, God is most glorified in you when you are most satisfied in him. And so that causes me to think, if we want to see his glory, how satisfied are we in him? 
And that's, I just want that to, to just sit with you for a second. If we want to see his glory, how satisfied are we in him? When we count our blessings, we step outside of ourselves knowing that the blessings are from somewhere, and in this case, someone. In James 1.17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights. So I just want you to think for a moment, like what's a good gift right now in your life? A good gift. Could be someone, something. And I just want you to acknowledge, yeah, where does that come from? It comes from the Father of Lights. <laughs> so this is a, a commandment. This is God's will, because we talk a lot about God's will. And what does that mean? What does that look like? First Thessalonians 5.16. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So what are those three things? Rejoice. Pray without ceasing and give thanks. That is God's will for you. And I was listening to a message by Bill Johnson and he talks about how thankfulness you don't get through impartation. You get it through choices. And so my hope and desire for each one of you and for this generation is just to carry a thankful heart, to count your blessings daily, even from the moment that you wake up. Just like, wow, God, thank you. Thank you for today. You make all things new. As you go to bed, thank you for what took place today, God. Thank you for what's to come. Because we realize that Disciplined responses, and in this case, thankfulness, counting your blessings, those really help form and shape your character. And it's, it's a daily exercise. And, and then it just starts seeping out of you. You're just <laughs> filled with joy, you're filled with thankfulness, and it overflows. We're all about the overflow here. And so we wanna see that take place. And something that you know, we still work through is sometimes, there are times you complain about things because you're frustrated, you're mad, you're disappointed. But we realize that complaining happens when we're more mindful of the problem than we are of God. And it's impossible to complain when you're more aware of the goodness of God then you are the problem. So it's just that shift, right? Like, even though this takes place, but let me just, let me just shift. Okay, 
the goodness of God. Let me just focus on him. Just start counting your blessings, and that starts really renewing your mind. And you start seeing a shift not in your own self, but just in your spirit. Your spirit no longer comes under darkness, but it starts aligning with the light. All right, Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So thanksgiving creates context to keep prayer in focus. It helps us hone in our precision of prayer. When you're praying and thanksgiving, it really hones it in and it keeps it about him. And so we talk about, um, you know, having a list, just like a prayer list. If you have that, oh, what are some things I'm going to be praying about? Um, you know, what do I need to make sure I'm, I'm going after? But then we think about, um, we don't really have a thankful list, do we? It's just a thank you, God, for, for just this one thing. Okay, now let's go into all that I'm praying about. And so I want to invite us, like, can we, can we try to have a blessings list greater than a list of needs? It's just, it's a way that you, it's a way that you fight your battles, right? We, we look at the blessings, knowing who God is, because that's, that's his character. That's what he's provided, and we know that there's more. And um, something else that Bill Johnson said that, it just struck a chord in me. He said, you can't be trusted with gain if you can't be trusted with loss. And so I know that can be challenging because we do, in this life, we experience loss. We experience discouragement. But the whole point is, how are you operating once you experience something? Because can he trust you? Can he trust you with what he gives you versus what might be taken away? And this can be even with friends. You know, if Jesus experienced betrayal, but how is his how is his heart and mind about that? And so I just want to invite us like the whole the whole point of counting your blessings and thankfulness is to really just turn our eyes and hearts back to the Father because he's that good and he wants to give you so much more. And he wants to entrust you with the things of the kingdom. And so I'm going to invite the worship team to come up. And I, I want to just lead us into just a time of thanksgiving to the Lord, counting our blessings. So why don't we just take a minute right now? You can just close your eyes. Let's take a minute to count our blessings and start with yourself. I'm going to I'm going to invite you to start with yourself. And I'll I'll uh, join you as well. God, we thank you for just who you are and how you just give us life. Thank you for the breath in our lungs. Thank you for this body that you've entrusted to us. Thank you for our health. Thank you that we are one with Christ. Thank you for 
every brother, every sister in the church. Thank you for the leaders in our lives, God. Thank you for the blessings that you provide us day in and day out that we don't even, that we don't even recognize. We acknowledge that right now. The roof over our heads, the clothes on our back, the food that you provide us. God, we acknowledge these things. We thank you. And so I just declare over you, Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And I just want you to know, each of you are a blessing. And you can be a blessing to those next to you and around you. Mm -hmm.